Welcome everybody to the Key Mexico podcast. And today we have two special guests all the way from the West Coast representing La Raza. Let them know who you are, guys. All right, I'm Flo. I'm Flo from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, representing Raza Stan, co-host. That's what's up, man. So yeah, we the host. We the host of the Raza Stan podcast. I go by Brown. Yeah, from uh, yeah, from like the homie King uh, said, uh, from West Coast, Califas, California. I uh, I live in Salinas, which is like the Central Coast. Nice. So just to get everybody acquainted with everything, how did you guys start your podcast? So what sparked the um, you know, what sparked everything? What made you start this unit? Yeah, yeah, you want to take that flow? Yeah, man. So, like I was saying earlier, uh, I met uh, Brown through one of his podcasts. He was on a live one day, and then uh, I was just, you know, going at it with him. Not going at it in a way like it's a negative way, but just, you know, going back and forth with him, you know, and just thinking on it. And then he was like, hey, you should jump on my podcast. And I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. So I jumped on it one day. You know, we were talking about writing. And then uh, he uh, he's like, hey, you know, like, you know, we should, you know, link up or whatever. One day and then he and i just kept following his podcast but then when he just stopped and i'm like what happened to this fool you know like what, what? <laughs> i was kind of disappointed because I, I i didn't i would always listen to his stuff and you know i wanted to see where he was at and then one day i just hit him up i was like hey uh you know what's up he's like oh i've just been busy and then i was like, i have an idea i was like you know we should do something for rasa you know just strictly rasa and just talk about these these controversial topics that nobody wants to talk about and just you know take a stand on it that's why it's called rasa stand right because we take a stand and and it's not always the popular stand. It's it's uh, you know, we try to bring facts to the, to the conversation. We bring statistics and and just uh, inform the 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 gente, you know, that mm-hmm. there's stuff going on that we're not addressing. But go ahead, Brown, add to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's that's pretty much that's that's right there. What you know what what Flo said. You know, I mean that's defines who we how we came to be. And um, uh, I was pretty much I had the I had a podcast for writers, you know, talking about writing the writing skill and what it takes to be a writer and, you know, how to get started. And, you know, when, 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 when you get those blocks, you know, writer's block and whatever, just discussing writing, you know? Uh, and then, yeah, you know, we, uh, he addressed that, uh, we should start a, you know, a podcast together. I was like, shit, you know, I, I've been wanting to do something like that. So I was like, you know, I mean, we went all in, you know, we went all in, you know, like getting stickers and, you know, designing the uh, logo and all that stuff, you know, whatever it took, you know, to, pretty much get some kind of platform where, you know, not only it looks nice, but it's presented in, in, um, properly, you know, flow, bringing in the facts with, uh, statistics and, um, you know, pretty much giving it the, the scholar, uh, view and adding the street view, you know, along with it, giving it the barrio feeling and, you know, getting it all together like that. But yeah, but I mean, shit, I personally been loving it since, you know, I've been loving the conversations and uh, I'm a talkative dude. So, you know, like, <laughs> you know, when it comes to Rasa, especially like, you know, it's, it's very um, informative. And for me, I mean, it's, I love it. You know, I love the conversations. No, that's dope. Yeah. Cause um, I caught you last week when you had um, Louie on. So I was yeah. like, Oh, I'm feeling y'all talk, man. And I was like, Oh, I'm like hit they hitting the spot and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I got like I was really entertained. I was probably jumped in when y'all were probably an hour in and I finished hearing everything else after that. It's like, damn, do I really want to get out this live right now? I'm like, nah, I gotta stay stuck in here. 
And it's crazy because it's crazy how sometimes you're on a live, right? And you want to link out, but then you're like, nah, I'm going to go back. Like you come out and you come in and then next thing you know, you're in. And when you see you're already 40 minutes in and you're like, oh, snap. Like when the conversations are going good, you're going to get stuck and you lose track of time. Mm. So I was like, yo, I got it. Let me reach out. Let me see what's going on, man. So I'm happy I said, yeah, man, I appreciate it. And just talking on top topic about Rasa, this mass stuff that's been going on right now, man. Like yeah. so much um, with the vice president saying, yo, don't come technically now. <laughs> like, you know, come here legally. Then with the whole flag thing, when you're graduating, like, oh, mm-hmm. you can't represent. Yeah. yeah. Then you have all the sauce going on in the West Coast with everybody who's a cart seller and stuff i'm like yo there's so much mm-hmm. stuff happening over there it's crazy bro and yeah. on our side it's basically asian people are getting attacked a lot and stuff so yeah. that's you know that's the vice versa on this side in the east mm-hmm. so how yeah, do you I know feel about those three right there well we actually covered some of those in our uh in our first season you know we talked about you know because i think for for rasta you know it's almost kind of like expected to be democrat because, I mean, usually, you know, Republicans are associated with racism and bigotry and all kinds of shit. But, uh, you know, with with uh, what a lot of people don't know is that the Democratic Party has a really bad history, you know, and really when it comes to us, never really been our friend. And we have a whole episode on that on how just if you go back to really the 1800s, you know, how they've been treating, you know, like uh, not just Rasa, but everybody else. And. But the pandering has just, you know, is very recent and probably in, in, since the uh, 80s or 90s, right? Probably even, even a little later, 2000s, uh, you know, but it, uh, if you look at, a, a, say, a speech from uh, Bill Clinton, right, when he, because he was one of the first people who actually proposed the wall way before Trump ever did. And uh, if you look at his rhetoric, if you didn't know who was saying it, you would think it was Donald Trump or somebody or a Republican, right? And, you know... A big reason why I wanted to have that episode is because, you know, there's the, either you're a Republican or a Democrat, and really there's so many ways to vote, but we don't get informed as Rasa because we think that if we don't vote for, de- for Democrats, then we must be selling out or we must be, you know, uh, racist to some extent or whatever, you know, and I, I had a big pushback against that. I was like, you know what, nah, like we got to educate ourselves and, and vote, not because somebody says we should vote this way, but, uh, you know, because we actually believe in what we're voting for. But I know mm-hmm. that... Uh, the Brown had a huge, Brown had a huge, uh, you know, huge saying on, on the whole vendor thing. He had a whole thing on it. He put on, on, on the Instagram. He was pretty, uh, uh, you know, passionate about that. So I don't know if you want to bring that up. The whole, uh, you know. The vendor. Yeah. The vendor yeah. situation. Yeah. I mean, the thing goes, the thing, you know, goes so, so deep though, that uh, people are kind of blinded to the fact that they're falling into a trap. So basically like Rasa, bro, we've been backing black people since since there's been issues on black people you know we've been pretty much you know helping them out or basically being there being their backbone you know when they came to like you know looking for justice or looking for change and stuff like that and for it to switch around and have them start beating down our our basically you know our street vendors you know and some of them are like elderly you know that's pretty fucked up um and it's it's just like it's just like basically saying saying you know yeah you've been there for us but fuck you anyway 
here's a fucking stab on the back. You know, and and and, some, and a lot of people are like naive to to still be, you know, backing up the whole Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. You know, and I get why people get so passionate um, and people start saying, well, nah, F the police and doing this and this and that because they, you know, they've been doing all these harassment and all this, you know, I see it illegal, illegal activity that the police have doing, have been doing in the barrios and the hoods. Um, but that anger, Raza wants to put that anger somewhere. Like the anger has to go somewhere. So usually the anger either goes to in your immediate community, that's where gangs come in, and it goes into somewhere where there's injustices. So if there's no injustice at that precise moment for Raza, they're going to go on the bandwagon of someone that there are, you know, any injustices, which at the moment it was black people with the, you know, Floyd shit and all that, which I got a lot of stuff to say about the Floyd situation. But, you know, I mean, like, that's why they jumped on that bandwagon, because they felt that, you know, that anger is, is, is so, so deep within the barrios that, you know, they need an outlet to 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 kind of uh, release it, and um, that's how I feel. You know, what I mean, so that's kind of why I, I I never really you know you know stood saying you know Black Lives Matter and all this and that because it doesn't pertain to us. You know, what I mean, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Like we have all these issues in our backyards, and we're gonna jump on someone else's fucking issues. Like that, like not to sound whatever you know, what racism, which is not racist, but it's like. We have our own issues. Why are we going to go back up some other people, some other races, you know, issues when we have uh, within our own race, we have all this, you know, things build up that we're not even addressing. Nah, so that's, that's pretty much I it. understand. I understand where you're coming from. It's like on this side. I'm not sure in the story before. So when we had the whole movement out here and everybody was marching down the streets and whatever. Everybody's together marching, right? Everybody's marching together. Everybody's, you know, rooting out there, you know, no justice, no peace. But the minute, not even the minute, the second everybody disperses and they start walking their separate ways, this female's walking, these group of kids are walking down. The female walks, like makes a whole like turn, crosses the street. And in my head, I'm like, bro, What's wrong with this picture right here? Like, did you just finish coming? Has a banner, has a banner, has the whole poster thing going on, holding the poster, and you're gonna go part way, making your whole self across the street. Why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like, that mm. looks so bad. I looked at him like I was like, I just shook my head. I'm like, bro, like you just marched right now. You was just <laughs> the march. And now you're going to tell me you come outside the march and now you're going to be the same person you was before this started. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure y'all know what type of race it was already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You see? So it's like, yeah. mm -hmm. why, why do it? And then you're going to come back into reality when you leave the march and you're going to be the same person you were. Mm -hmm. You get me? You're just trying yeah. to go on for likes and stuff just to be a social pretty media. Much. Oh, you see? you Look, look, look what I did. It's not about that. At the end of the day, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. you care, mm -hmm. not because you want to like on your page and shit. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, bro. Like I noticed with with like um, 
what do they call them? Like uh, uh, influencers. There we go. With influencers, like they, they go the extra mile just to be, you know, quote unquote accepted because they want all the views. They want all the likes. But when, but with this, this is pretty fragile, a, freak, a fragile situation where you can't just be saying that you're down for a cause and act like you're down for a cause. But when it, when it really comes down to it, it boils down to it, you're really not about that cause. You're really all about the clout, as they say, all about just, just looking like you, you are on the right, which you never were even near anywhere near that. You just want to seem because like right like right now is, you know, this whole talking about revolution and all this and that it's pretty popping, bro. It's pretty popping. Like people want to jump in just because it's because it's a it's a hot topic. It's because it's, it's happening all over, you know, and things like that. Just because police are are trying to, you know, are doing all these and, and those things, you know, what I mean, to to black and brown and stuff like that. And it's like people want to jump on this. And, and I mean, of course, people got something to say. We all got something to say, our, our two cents, but, you know, let's let's continue it. Let's not just jump in and just say something and then get all the views and then just step out and just, you know, kind of enjoy, you know, like, oh, shit, look, at, I got all the people looking at me and shit. And, and then just just for what? Just for selfishness? That, that, that's messed up. Like, that's why that's why our, our especially Raza, that's why Raza doesn't progress in things, because we usually just take instead of put we don't put nothing into us but we take a whole lot of what we got going on within the like we rob ourselves bro like like come coming from the music and just like the music you know entertainment field like being a hip-hop artist i've, I've been like in shows where like there's do, well-known dudes that you know i hear that they're stealing or basically doing wrong um, like upcoming artists they, they 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 steal money from them in certain ways and it's like it's like this is supposed to be like rasa helping rasa and look okay, there's someone that already paved the way stealing from someone that's just starting up and that cycle is what keeps messing us up bro that cycle is what why we stay in, in the same fucking place no advancement nothing you know that's why that's what makes me more passionate about bro that's what makes me passionate about trying to get that information out there and having people not only realize, but try to do something as a collective to get the ball rolling, you know? No, I completely understand where you're coming from. And at the end of the day, it's, it's funny that, you know what I mean, that everybody in the West tends to feel like everybody's, like, really, like, apart and stuff. And I feel from my side, right, this is from my point of view, because I'm not from over there, right? But from my point of view, from what I see and I felt, I feel like y'all dudes are more united than on the East Coast. And it's crazy, you know what I mean? Like, even just me being on the, like, having this and reaching out to people on the West, it's been nothing but love, bro. Like, nothing but love. The support is there. Like, you don't understand, like, how many people really support each other out there. And then it comes down to on this coast, yo, it's hard, bro, to get Raza to support Raza. Like, they really set the door, and they would just put a door in front, and it's like, all right, bro, like, nah. And they would just look, they won't even reply or nothing. And it's cool at the end of the day, you know what I mean? But then when I reach out to the West, the Raza in the West shows love. But everybody in the West is always saying, it's like, oh, we don't show support, we don't show support. But from my point of view, right, being from the East Coast, I see it different, you know what I mean? I see I really do have more unity 
because just even talking to everybody who's mostly been from the West, the unity is there, bro. Like, y'all really have a unit. You know what I mean? It -hmm. might be a different type of unity y'all want, but it's there. You get me? Yeah. Which is bugged out because I always hear everybody always talking about in the West, like, oh, we not united. We not united. And in my head, I'm like, bro, like, y'all have just really united, B. Like, for me looking from the outside in, I get looking from the ice out in, I see it different. I see it's like, yo, y'all showing love to each other hard, man. Like, y'all really do show love over here. And it's funny, right? Because over here, it's probably the same thing over there. So you have the working class Mexican, and then you have like a migrant Mexican, and then you have your American Mexican, and everybody's in their own bubble, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, I'm not going to talk to him and stuff because he's below me. Or I'm not going to talk to him because he's above me. But my point of view is like, nah, B. It's like the man sweeping the floor could end up being your boss one day. I'm like, yeah, I don't understand that. I'm like, sometimes coming from the struggle and jumping the border and doing that trip makes you a stronger person. It makes you want to chase the dream even harder. And it's crazy, right? Because all of us are born American, right? Why is it when we're born here, we tend to to just hit the backtrack? You know what I mean? We just put the car in neutral and just chill there. And we just coast, right? I think that's a good question. I think think we kind of covered that too in a... In our first uh, episode, you know, it's be- and you you kind of touched on it. You know, we don't have that struggle that the immigrants have, right? Because we take a lot of things for granted. Mm. Being born in this side of the border, we, you know, we uh, we expect things or well, hold on, hold on. Sorry about that. Nice. Um, yeah, we expect. I guess you know, I, I just come, come from my experience, just just remembering, you know, uh, like well, my dad. I think my dad was very good about telling me his struggle, and I think that motivated me to want to do better than than him or just to to grind as opposed to you know somebody else that maybe didn't do that and or really just the way my dad raised me and you know every every dollar that I earned was earned you know even even as a kid you know even even an allowance has to be earned I just didn't get money for the sake of getting money like my dad would say you know what if you don't do good in school then you're not gonna get no money so yeah Hmm. yeah man I mean so why do you think, King, I mean, why do you think that that um, out there is like more divided, as you would say, bro? Because like over here, what I see as divided, bro, is like the, the sections, like you mentioned, like um, upstate California uh, doesn't get along or they say that they don't get along. But it's, it's getting better, bro. It's get, there's more unity for sure with like um, Southern California and then Central Coast. It's such a weird thing, bro, because I feel that Southern California sees Central Coast as Northern California. They kind of treat us as, oh, you're you're from up. I mean, we are up north, you know, seeing it from Southern California, but we're not uh, up like upstate California. We're, 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 in, we're, central, we're in the middle. But like, that's what I'm saying, like. In, in the central coast bro it's such a different vibe than than the um than than you know northern california up there's like all that high fee shit going on and you know, the kinds of it's, it's it's a different style bro and then you know in uh southern california i mean what would you say is a style for 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 uh raza flow in southern california you know what i think now it's it's a little different like there's a definitely a blend 
with the cultures because back then you know when i was a teen you know like you you could definitely say that the whole you know surtresa thing was very very popping for for yeah. those who were gangbanging there was a there was a clear distinction you know you knew at least who was associated with that or who was uh you know just banging or whatever now you know i was it was funny because i was talking to uh my brother-in-law he's he's young he's like 17 and he was showing me all these gangs and i'm like but i was like so what do they claim do they claim tres like they're like nah and, but you see mexicans and, and and blacks and like in a gang and like that was unheard of back in the day here mm. you know back in my day you didn't see that now like you know you have them hanging out together and because you know uh, out here i mean every mexican gang that you know pays homage to, to the mafia has a tresa you know like next mm. to it but uh but now i mean those gangs that he was showing me i was like oh he's he was telling me that whatever the name of the gang and i'm like so the, there must be black gangs i mean because you know you don't really see mexican gangs without that right i mean I think the only gang that that did that out here was uh, the Mara Salvatrucha gang, where mm. that, even though they put tres on it, they didn't pay homage to, to, to the mafia. But um, yeah, today, bro, like I guess what they call the Edgar haircut, you know, the the little <laughs> the little fade or whatever, uh, the little uh, uh, paper fade. Yeah, you know, like you see that the the, the, the ripped pants, you know, the back then it was white tees and, and khakis, and and today mm. you know you rarely see that nowadays out here. I don't know how it is over there, but. Yeah. You know the youngsters are not rocking anymore. Yeah, man, and and see with that, with that, there's that division. There's that division within that, and like with immigrants and uh, you know, Chicanos and and Amer- I mean, there's there's different type of raza, bro. There's there's an immigrant, there's a Chicano, there's the American, and then you know, there's there's like, and then even with that, there's all this division going on. You know, it's it's a it's like a I don't know how to even put it into words, bro. It's like, it's, it's weird when you see it, when you see it in real life. I mean, you can explain it with words and, but when you see it in real life, you see that, you know, they, you know, certain people came from the same barrios that, that you came from and they end up acting like if they don't even have no, no raza roots, bro. They just act like, like, you know, they just assimilate so much you know what i mean and i've seen that bro and that's fucking weird when you see it like i, I mean you hear it but when you actually see it, it's like damn that's crazy how he a person can come from the same barrio and change that much that's crazy like you know but um yeah there's a vision bro for sure and, and for for raza like you know all throughout the nation this you know i mean i'm sure because like for, for an example bro like you have your lingo king you have your lingo of, of the way you know people talk out there in the east right if you know say for example some rasa would even knock you on that would even like you know put you on blast for that like like yo what, what is that like like where are you from <laughs> you know what i mean you know and and vice versa people from over here going to the east they would fucking put them on blast like what the fuck you know what, what up with you like you know like, like where are you from like you know so it's like just that that's why that's why it's so hard to gap the bridge between all these different type of rasa within you know our people because it's like we don't even though it's it's not even a big deal just how we talk and how we interact whatever not even a big deal what is a big deal is what we believe in do we believe in and in, and in, in, in our structure as a people do we believe in and in, in, uh, you know a better tomorrow for our people that's what really really counts and the, the people that are naive and, and not, you know, educated to, to, 
to distinguish that, that's those are the people that fuck it up for the rest of us trying to have, you know, pro, you know, progress in our in our people. That's the ones, you know, and you know, and we all were there at one point. We all were, you know, knuckleheads, not knowing how to, you know, address things and how to how to do things the right way as you know as mature beings, you know. But uh, that's where a lot of the uh, miscommunication and um, you know division lies with um, with our people, bro. Not understanding each other, bro. Tell me about it, man. But one thing is for sure, though, the pride is always there, no matter when it comes. <laughs> when the pride, when it comes down to pride, B, let's say Canelo's fighting or any Mexican's fighting, any Mexican, as long as you know they raza, bro everybody's backing them up mm. or they you got a soccer game and mexico's coming you know everybody's supporting which is crazy you know what i mean we should have that same yeah. energy we should have that same energy <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the only time we could all sit together and we'd be like oh word you know what i mean we'd be chanting and stuff and we'd be going going in and we all you know we all proud at that moment but like yeah. you said once you exit oh yeah Everything goes back to where it was. And I think what it is, is it's it's that mindset of like, okay, well, you know, this guy or this person thinks it better than me. So mm. so we don't want him to succeed. As opposed to when you're watching a soccer game or seeing Canelo, everybody wants that person to, to win. So everyone's in the same boat. But when it's, you know, you as an individual or whatever, right? Uh, and it's it's ironic that you brought that up because, you know, our name is Rasa Stand. And, and when we first came off, I mean, a lot of folks were giving a shit because they're like, what the fuck do you guys stand for? I mean, because a lot of the stuff we were saying was controversial, like I said, right? So we have an episode on on police brutality, right? Or just, you know, the what is known as police brutality, whatever, broke down the statistics, right? The narrative that cops are killing Rasa and Blacks, you know, at alarming rates, unarmed people, right? It's just not true. It's like 2% for, for Rasa, sorry, 2%. 2% for, for Blacks and 1% for Rasa, right? It's not even close to, to what the narrative says, right? So I started saying that. I, I started bringing in statistics and got called all kinds of shit by so-called Rasa, right? People that, that call themselves Rasa, right? And they were like, yeah, you must stand for the flag and all kinds of shit, right? I mean, to me, you know, it ain't no thing. I mean, it doesn't bug me, but mm-hmm. but like like you said, I mean, like I, I, I brought that up not to, to say, well, you know, uh, we're not going through anything. It's more to, to, to one, break that narrative that, that we're getting hunted by cops like animals. And two, to take personal responsibility with our actions. I mean, you know, like we also brought up the, the whole crime thing. I mean, you know, we, we're only 80% of the population, but we make up 25% of violent crime. So something is adding up. That's where we're getting police more, right? And again, that really isn't ever really brought up. It's more like, okay, homeboys going down the street. And a thing is that we bring this perspective too, because we were on the streets too. We understand what it's like to be out there and, and deal with these people, right? So we get it. So it's not like, you know, where we have no experience with that. So that's why we came from this from this perspective too. Uh, and that's why I think why we should be credible, you know, for, for those yeah. who listen to us. But yeah, man, they were like, yeah, you guys are not Rasa, you guys are white sympathizers, you know, call night, all kinds of shit you, that they call people they don't like. And every time they do that, right? We call people on and say, you know, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and nobody wants to jump on. Nobody really yeah, wants to talk yeah. about it because it's not an easy conversation to have, yeah, you know? And, and, and uh, so we're not about like, you know, like one upping people. We want to inform people and empower them, right? The whole goal of that for me is like to say, you know what? You have a chance. Go out there, do your thing. You know, don't worry about the cops. If you're not doing anything stupid, they ain't going to come after you. 
They yeah. might profile you. They might harass you a bit, but they ain't gonna kill you just for the fuck of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so that that's that's a that's one thing that I noticed that you know those who are hardcore, whatever, prideful, are not supporting us already off the bat. So it really means a lot to us that you reach out to us and say, hey, let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, man, and vice versa, bro. There's been a lot of good platicas with uh, people that join in and talk to us about you know how they feel and then uh you know their educational background on on the topics and uh i mean shit i'm learning from you know from from the guests and stuff i mean shit you know that it, it, it goes both ways you know but as for the whole police brutality bro like if you notice with the with the people that that get uh killed in the process i mean they're no saints bro i mean mm-hmm. i i don't want to i don't know what other way to say it bro like you know they're no saints like you know if i would have gone and killed when I was a knucklehead, like I probably deserved it, bro. I was probably doing some stupid shit with the weapon. Like, what the fuck am I doing with the weapon? A fucking kid, bro. Like, I probably deserved it, bro. Like, you know, wrong yeah, place, I- wrong time. And that happens to fucking a lot of home, a lot of my homies. You know, we just say wrong place, wrong time, homie. Shit, you know, it happens. Nah, you know, nah. we, gotta die, we gotta die sometime. We say that shit, and it's like, like we 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 fucking live this life. And then hopefully come out of it alive, you know, and then that's why you see a lot of uh, OGs having platforms, bro. A lot of OGs are having mm-hmm. platforms uh, uh, talking about that, that, that good platica, that good, that good positivity talk, you know, like this American Cholo, there's a shit, you know what I mean? I mean, Louis, you know, Louis is an OG. He's, he's talking that positivity, you know, and, um, because we, we've, you know, they've realized, they realized that they, like I got them for so much, they fucked up for so long, you know, they damaged their communities for so long and now it's time to give some back, you know? And uh, those are the ones that are lucky to be here. But a lot of, I bet if you talk to Louis, he's going to tell you, you know, that he's lost a lot of, you know, good friends of his in the process, but that's the life, bro. That's the life. And that's, that's where the cops come in. The cops came in to assess the situation. Did they use too much force? Maybe. Nah. But did the people have weapons? Maybe. Word. You know what I mean? So it's like, it is what it is, bro. That's why people can't people can't stomach that, bro. That's nah, the problem. Yeah. People can't say. stomach the fact that there are criminals. And, you know, it just so happens that there's some Rasa criminals too, bro. Completely agree, but I'm going to play devil's advocate right now, right? You ready? Yeah. All, right, let's do it. All right, so in Florida, right, this week, two kids were going at it with a gunfight with cops, right? Mm. Oh, shit. They were going at it with the cops, right? They shooting at the cops, going ham, back and forth, right? The cops realized they're kids. Once the, kid, the cops found out they were kids, the cops is like, yo, go and hold hard cover. They're kids. We got to stop shooting. You already know what the kids were, correct? Probably white. Yes. No. So that's the narrative. The, the whole thing is every situation when it's painted on the vice versa, right? Mm, yeah. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Like when the media gets a hold of it, it's, it's always to- when it's light. It doesn't go all the way. You get me? They don't kill them, right? But then once it has a tan, it's going to get shot. And that's the problem. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, too, it's like whatever you see in the media, that's what they portray. You get me? 
And that's the yeah. problem because the media is putting out that if you get you you tan, once you go a shade lighter, a shade darker, you're getting asked out. You're gonna get killed. You got me? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Like the the answer with the two kids. And then when you go down the line, there's been a lot of kids who got shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even have shit on them. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. At the end of yeah. the day, that's the problem too. Cause you gotta look at every single situation. Yeah. In a broader state. You know what I mean? And then when you look at the whole picture, it's also the media, what they cover. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we have a whole other, other episode on, like, you know, why are, why are kids, you know, even in these situations in the first place, you know? And, mm-hmm. and one thing that's not really talked about in our communities, you know, and even in the Black community, you can say, is the absence of the father. Mm-hmm. And that play, how that plays a huge role in how men are socialized because, you know, if you're not socializing in a, in a positive way, I mean, you're going to basically go on instinct and, you know, men are more aggressive by nature, right? And in our communities, I mean, that's kind of encouraged to, to go out and, you know, fight people and, and to never back down, you know, including the police. So, you know, when cops police a certain neighborhood and they deal with individuals who are always aggressive towards them or just, you know, mm-hmm. defiant, even if they're not racist, they're probably going to become racist because that's all they see, right? Uh, is it right? No, right. Like I said, I mean, I, I brought that up too. I mean, you know, in 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 our neighborhoods, because I I grew up in a predominantly Latino neighborhood. You know, I mean, it was it, that's what it was, and I noticed a difference when I moved to uh, a predominantly Asian neighborhood where I live now. You don't see cops here. You never see them, and if you see them, they wave at you. I have not been stopped ever since I, I've been living here for four years. Never been pulled over. Never been asked what are you doing. As a brown man, I stand out here it's not really the, my color, it's, it's the crime rate, you know? So, mm-hmm. and that's what it also made me realize, okay, where I'm at also makes a huge difference. You know, if I was back where I used to grow up, you know, if something happened, I probably was to be, be profiled. I mean, to this day, you know, so I don't know where those kids were at, you know, and again, doesn't justify it, but that also plays a huge role, you know, the criminality of the neighborhood and, you know, uh, it's crazy, man, how that works. Nah, sure yeah. does, man. I completely agree on that. And it's um, it's just wild. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it, it depends on the area you live in. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is the geography of the neighborhood mm. and the income. And the, yeah, basically it comes to the geographic and the income of the community that you know how's it going to go down that the cops are really going to mess with you or not mess with you. Yeah. And I would say for something like that, bro, I would say like to really, really get down to understanding or, you know, seeing to see if it's that's, if that's true, that they were just profiling or whatever. I would like to see the the stats on that, bro, to see if that 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 certain the certain officers that were there with those with those white kids, uh trying to see if they have come across any other situation with colored people, with people of color, uh, and trying to see if did it go down, you know, the wrong way. Or did they assess the situation similarly with those white kids? That because no, no two situations are all are the same, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you deal with different. I mean, there is crooked cops, bro. Absolutely. I'm not saying there's not. There is. You know, there is some fucked up ass cops that would just look at you wrong, bro. <laughs> and <laughs> I've seen that shit as a youngster. Till now, I've seen that shit. But it's like it's like how you carry yourself. You know, they're they're dicks. Why fucking put you know? Why, why, you know, aggravate them? Why, why fucking put them, put yourself in a position where they have a gun, bro. 
you know, why you put yourself in the position where you can get shot? You're not gonna win that you know fight. I mean? So that's, you but, know, what I mean. Right. So like, it's only it's only obvious, only like you know, an obvious thing. Like, and most of the time when when people get you know, uh, you know, when cops get violent with with people, they're either under some kind of substance, bro. They're either mm-hmm. drunk or on some kind of drug, some kind of uh, pills, something, bro. They're either on something. You know what I mean? For the most part. Just you know? hold that thought right there. Hold that thought. We're going to take a little break, all right? All right, let's go. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, back from the break. So, we were, uh, we were leaving off with um, police brutality. Yeah, bro. You got to look see, at... Things like that. I mean, that's why people get all fucking... Um, sen- I mean, bro, like, nowadays, bro, people are sensitive as fuck, bro. Like, they, for any little thing, they start, like, they start getting angry at something, you know? And it's like, like, I like playing devil's advocate too. You know, I like looking at it both sides of the coin. And that's why I always mention things like, you know, okay, you know, okay, yeah, police are, are are being aggressive with people. But yeah, so that's, you know, that's that part. But are people actually putting themselves in that position for them to do that? So, so it's like, you know, it goes back and forth, bro. It's, it's just like any other thing. It's just like politics, bro. It goes back and forth. You don't really know until you start seeing the real stats on that situation, on that particular officer, especially not just on police as a whole, you gotta you know go more deeper than that with the actual officers that were at the location and you know trying to find out more about those officers. Do they really belong in the force? You know, do they are they apt you know to to be able to even conduct themselves in the proper way? Do they even have the education to you know to do this job? Do they have the patience? Do they have, you got to look at all this, bro, to be able to really say, you know, defund, uh, abolish, or, you know, do whatever with the cops. No, you got to first find out all these details and who's really doing all that work, bro. And is the government even letting people or even allowing funds to be had for these research, for this research to, to happen? And if not, then there's another you know, side to the corruption. Maybe there's a hand in the government, you know, why this is going on. It goes deeper, bro. It goes way deep if you start looking into it. Nah, I completely agree with that. But mm-hmm. that said, right, so in New York right now, right, mm-hmm. cops really chilling, B. Like, they letting people rock. Yep. <laughs> like, for real, bro. Like, you out here, bro, and you getting hemmed up, and you call the cops, and the cops could be across the street. Damn. The cops will fucking take the long, they'll go back in their patty and go um, drive around, bro. And then they'll come back. And if they see that situation's done, then they'll pull up like, all right, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, bro, it's, it's out of control because you mm. know what I mean? And people don't understand that. Like all this defund the police and all that. Mm-hmm. And now in New York, if something happens while you're getting arrested, you could go to to the officer and sue the officer, no longer the state or the city. Oh, wow. So you, yeah. you can go towards the officer. So a lot of cops is like that. They like fuck that shit. Like figure it out, B. And it's fucked up. You know what I mean? And people don't understand that. Like at the end of the day, if you're a cop, and I told people before too, if like if I was a cop, right? And you're gonna tell me if I arrest you? Oh yeah, that's another thing. Like if somebody you tell the cop put your hands behind your head, your back and stuff, and you don't want to. Like, he can't really put no force on you and shit. So it's, like, more like a volunteer thing. Where's that change coming from, bro? Huh? I mean, has it always been like that out there? Or, nah, I mean, it just started, bro. 
That should just start. Where's that change coming from? I mean, like, who who the, changed that direction of the uh, the way the mayor? The mayor. Oh, the mayor. Okay. Yeah, bro. And then we have dollar bill too. So because okay. of the jails were so packed, now oh. you have dollar bail. So let's say as long as you have a dollar on you, you could go out on bail and then you just got to come back when you got to go to court. Huh. So you could technically assault people. Wow. You could do mad shit out here, bro. Now. Wow. And it's wild, bro. And people don't understand that. And I tell people, it's like, yo, at the end of the day, you're going to wake up mm-hmm. and you're going to have a Republican sitting as yeah. a mayor soon. Because... Mm-hmm. A lot of New Yorkers are going to get tired and they're going to vote red. And people don't understand that. It's like, yo, yeah, either like the mayor is doing it for votes. Right. But at the end of the day, a lot of people, when it comes down to like safety and everything, they'll vote conservative. And people don't understand that Mm. as a whole. You get me? Because people want to see a change. And then they always go red. And you see it throughout the history of New York. Whenever the city goes into shithole, bro, like where it's currently right now it goes red and once it gets better it goes blue yeah you know and that's that's the thing you know a lot of the areas that defunded the police i mean they're the crime is rising since you know since the last since the george floyd situation i mean that was a big push and so we're already seeing that just in a year how that's happening you know so i can only imagine what it's like in new york i mean what you're talking about it just sounds horrible i mean you know that uh, and it's it's it sucks because our communities need more policing and and it's fucked up to say that you know like I said, but the crime rate in our neighborhoods you know where we grew up is not is is very high you know what I mean like it's it's not safe I mean you know and and ideally I mean it would be nice that to have a place where you don't have to need police you know but you know these areas where where uh, don't need policing they're not going to be affected by defunding the police you know they're still mm-hmm. going to live. If anything, you know, if anything, one of the arguments that I've always made against that is, you know, rich neighborhoods, if you defund the police, right, or if you abolish the police, they're going to hire somebody to police. Mm-hmm. They're going to have private police. So now right. only the rich are going to have police and everybody else ain't going to have police. And, you know, it's going to be the Wild West, you know, everywhere, you know, in, in these areas. So, uh, you know, just because you get rid of policing doesn't mean you get, you get rid of crime. And that's the thing, you know. Yeah. yeah, over here they aiming with from trying to have like different um departments. So a department for like people who are uh EDPs, emotionally disturbed people, homeless. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, you can't really just switch the switch overnight and be like, oh, we're gonna have these different organizations reaching out to these people instead of the cops. Cause it takes a while, you know what I mean? It takes a while to for these programs to roll and have a success rate. And a lot of people just want to see a defund, you know what I mean? Like the whole movement, defund the cops. It's like, like, look at the bigger picture. You got to look at the bigger picture. I remember growing up, bro, me jumping the turnstile, I would think about it twice because I would get a ticket. Or you get hemmed up by the boys and you get called over and shit. And did I experience that shit growing up? Fuck yeah, bro. I experienced racism with cops. Did I ask for it? Not really. I just got pulled over because... I was in the wrong neighborhood. Like out here in New York growing up, bro, it was some real shit. Like if you was in a certain area, you ain't belong. They'd be like, what the fuck you doing out here? Like, you know, you don't belong down here. Like get Mm -hmm. your ass out the neighborhood. And it also went down with even us among each other. Mm. Like we would be segregated. Like you wouldn't be allowed. Like you from over there, you stay on your side. You won't be, but that's ignorance. You got me? Yeah. Because you don't know better. 
Because all you this, you learn from your neighborhood. And then as you grow up, you're like, yo, what the fuck was I doing? You know what I mean? I was being really <laughs> stupid. And then you grow out the bubble. Same thing. My experience when I went to the West is crazy because I know you have a law. If it's more than three people, they consider it a gang if you're walking down the street. Yeah. And I remember walking down over there where the Supreme store is in LA and they really pulled three cats over because it was three of them and they looked like cholos and shit. And me and my brother's like, really? I really do this shit out here. Like you really fucking pulling these, you pulled over your patty, your car at these kids just because they walking and they three of them. So me and my brother started like, really bro? Yeah, I really do that shit out here. So we were like mom fucked and shit. It's like- They're probably Mormons, bro. And the little bikes and shit. They're like, hey, what's up? Uh, you bang on me. <laughs> they, they were spreading the word of Jesus, B. Spreading the oh, word, man. bro. Yeah. Yo, that that's what shit, they should have had, bro. They should have had little Mormon book, little Bibles with them. For real. Little Mormons, B. <laughs> no, but like on some on some fucking um some comedy shit, bro. Like I've seen fucking uh, like one of my homies, bro. Like when yeah. I was like doing the whole cholo thing, bro. Like he got fucking busted by, by the cops, bro. And he had a Bible in his car, bro. Uh-huh. And, he, and he's like, the, the cop literally asked him, bro, like, hey, hey, homie, what do you bang? He's like, hey, bro, I bang Jesus Christ, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro, he let us go, bro. Nah. <laughs> oh, man, yo. I was like, uh, damn, okay. That worked. <laughs> it worked. There you go. You got to be smart about it, right? That was, that was a good one, bro. Yeah. Yo, I didn't think about Cholo Mormons, B. <laughs> oh, Cholo man. Mormons. Yo. Oh, Freaking, freaking dickies with the stripe and the then the button up white t shirt. Yo, that's it, bro. You tell them like Mormon B. Mormon <laughs> Cholo be spreading the word of God around the neighborhood, cop. That's what's up, man. Yo, like imagine the, that shit. Have you ever you seen know? the poster of the homies that has all the characters and stuff? Yeah. There's a padrecito, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, man. Those yeah. shits was hot, bro. Those shits was, hit. Those shits yeah. was hitting hard. And then I still bought mine, bro. I still got my little homies, man. I got my whole collection over here. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, going going towards all that, right? Mm-hmm. I feel right out of observation, and this probably is crazy. It feels like a lot of us are losing our our culture. You know what I mean? Because we are getting influenced by the American culture, mm-hmm. and. I tell a lot of people. What is the American culture, bro? Sorry to cut you off, but like, huh? there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of point of views of what an American culture is, bro. Because to my understanding, the Europeans had no culture, bro. Not but it. the culture that they made here is the culture of every other place that came here, Not like it. immigrants. The culture that they incorporated was immigrants, and they made they pick and they picked and choose, they picked and chose certain things like. You know what I mean? Like the hamburger, hot dog, you know, things like that. That's like more of the American, right? No, when I say American culture, as in, in the 21st century, I'm talking about the black culture. Like, mm. that, oh, is, okay, that okay. is the American culture, Brie. Like, oh, I don't give a see, damn. See? I don't give culture. a damn when nobody says, bro, that is American uh, culture. Popular culture. For I sure. agree, bro. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you even got whites doing it. 
you know? Yep. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I, when people say well, that that's American culture, like I don't give a damn how you put it, bro. That's American mm. culture. That's True. a big influence. Like, I don't give a damn. It ain't no white influence. It's black influence all around mm. America. And when people yeah. look at us, America, right? That's what they see. Mm. And that's all they that's hear, hip hop, trap that's music. True. Not only that, but sports. I mean, you know, when they go and compete in sports, it's mainly the blacks, you know, and exactly. So that's that's American. I don't give a damn what nobody says. That's American culture, and people need to realize that that's what it is. When people think it is American culture, that is American culture. That that's kind of delicate, bro, because a lot of people would would be like, be like, nah, that's not that's it. It is, bro. It is, but people are not down to say it is, bro. Nah, that is a reality, bro. It is a reality. Ask the people in Japan, bro, what is American culture? <laughs> Ask the people in Europe, what is American culture? When they talk about American culture, what do they talk about? Hip hop. Mm. Go anywhere in Latin America and say, what is American culture? Yep. Hip hop, mm. right? I don't give a damn what nobody says, bro. That's true. Anywhere you go in the map and you say America, the first thing that comes out, Tupac, Biggie, Puffy, 50 Cent, Snoop. All right. It's true. And then secondary would be like, oh, drugs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, drugs. It's American culture too. Thing. It's American Same culture, yep. drugs. Yep. Yep. And just going along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, it's crazy because we are an influence so much in American mm-hmm. culture that we're losing our culture too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like even even words like dropping the N word like I used to drop that shit like crazy growing up, bro. I don't give mm. a damn what nobody says. Like I used to drop it like like motherfucker, but now as I got older, I'm like yo, bro. Like I'm culture vulture. Mm. I shouldn't be doing this. Like it's not my like me. It's not me. It doesn't identify with mm-hmm. with raza. You know what I mean? Like we yeah, yeah. everybody has their own lingo. And remember growing up in the 90s when the West was really hitting and you had everybody calling each other Raza and Chicano and shit mm-hmm. or Paisa, you know what I mean? But as, as it's been coming, everybody's trying to drop the N-word and it's crazy because it wasn't yep. a thing. I remember growing up, it wasn't something really dropped in the West. It was a no, more East no Coast way. thing. It was an mm-hmm. East Coast thing, heavy. Yeah. Like that's how you knew somebody from the east when they came to the west, and you would start they, you would start hearing it like crazy, like oh they from the east. Mm. People look at you like you wild and be like, what you doing? Yep. I think if anything, if you you Brown, you could probably you know you can probably uh, you know back me up on this, but I think if anything, if you would hear it out here, it would be probably more like in Northern Cali, like San Francisco, you know. Mm. But uh, as far as like the South, I mean, that was a big no no. You know, you didn't say that shit, you know, down here. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I, like I said, I definitely see it now with the youth today. I mean, you see kids who are, you know, I, to me, it boggles my mind. I'm like, wait, like, you know, what's going on? You know, like you said, we're losing and, but it's because of what you said. I mean, the, the, the dominant culture, you know, and at least popular culture is dominated by blacks. Uh, and I think in your case, I mean, you know, since you're from the East coast, probably when you would see, you know, like, you know, non-blacks using it. You know, with probably Puerto Ricans, right, or Dominicans, yeah, Dominicans. and and, and uh, you know they were the closest to 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 raza, I guess. To they're like almost like a I guess like a buffer between raza and blacks. You know, I would say that you know because they have a little bit of both. Uh, so it was almost okay. Well, 
I mean, I don't know if you if you ever felt that way, but it was okay. Well, that Rasa and they're saying it, so maybe I could say it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't it know was, if that's how you felt about it or if you even thought about it, but nah, it was you know? just it was a natural thing, bro. Mm. Growing up in an area where I was basically, yeah, I was only like it was only two Mexican families I remember. Wow. Yeah. And then elementary school it was only two of us, and that's it. Wow. Everybody else was like uh, Puerto Rican, Dominican, or um black. Hmm. Huh. That's it. It was only two Mexicans against everybody else. Wow. Well, let me trip you out, bro. Like, let me ask you this. What is, how do you see the relationship between like, like Mexican Americans and, and Puerto Rican American? Well, Puerto Ricans are Puerto Ricans out there in, uh, in the East Coast. That growing up, it was wild, B. What is it? Uh, New York Ricans. There we go. Yeah, it was wild. It was, it was a lot of Puerto Ricans going on. And then in school and everything, then you have like, like not really beef but it was beef between like the dominicans and the puerto ricans hard beef. oh is that right? not really the mexicans because we weren't really out here yeah you know what i mean now yeah. okay. now it's different now growing up now you see a lot of mexicans like the migration of mexicans up here in new york is crazy it wasn't this crazy before now was it like like now that there's a lot what's the a relationship like i think it's um is more of a unit you know what i mean it's the, cool. all right so to put it in a situation right so if you're on the train right and you see a female spanish chick getting bothered by somebody else any race and the spanish dudes on the train bro they'll stand up for it don't matter who you are mm. as long as you spanish and shit they got your back mm. they'll stand up like yo what the fuck you doing be like get the fuck out of here and it's wild, bro. It's fucking wild. Like I said before, it's something about just being Spanish or just speaking Spanish that just, it just triggers you. You know what I mean? It just triggers something in your head that you got to stand up. Our own, yeah. yeah. It's like, go support you. It's like, even though, you know, they're not the same, but at the end of the day, it was like, all right, we got to go support. And just going back to what I was saying, we all have different slangs, right? Mm-hmm. But we're losing it. Even Colombians, like Parsa. Then we have um, Ecuadorians with their shit. And like everybody has their own lingo. Argentinas with boss. Um, damn. Uh, Primo with Dominicans. Uh, damn. Papi, Puerto Ricans. Mm. So everybody has their own slang, right? But as time has progressed, we've become more American. And it's crazy, right? Because even these countries that I just named have started using the word too. And they never used it in their life. Till now. <laughs> yeah. And it's identity. At the end of the day, it's identity is being lost, B. It is. And that's why sometimes I feel like it's like, yo, we got to start, you know, bringing it back and bringing whatever makes us makes us rasa to be rasa again you know it's not being a culture vulture b because that's what we're doing we're doing culture vulture shit b i get you bro let me uh let me kind of do it on this on the flip side bro check this out my wife is half puerto rican half chicana right yeah um we try to go to the puerto rican festival out here in the in the bay area for the most part almost every year um in the beginning, when we started going to the Puerto Rican festival, 
I never been to it before that, you know what I mean? So uh, I kind of felt like, like this ain't my place. Like this is this is not my place. What what the fuck am I doing here? You know what I mean? I should be out in in a Cinco de Mayo celebration or this is de Septiembre celebration or some shit. I, I shouldn't be here. That was I mean I didn't say it, but I I felt that I felt like I was kind of a a, a traitor to myself. You know what I mean? And then as time went by, and not only because I love the food, the Puerto Rican food, but like as time went by. Uh, you know, I started thinking to myself, like, like, it's not about what you're embracing because of not only your spouse's, you know, pride or your spouse's, you know, uh, uh, what what her what her her people has, which is our people too, bro. You know, what I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, we, we both natives, you know, but um, the what I'm trying to get at, bro, is like. She even had me like sport this this Puerto Rico jersey, you know what I mean? And like, I was, I wasn't with it at first, bro. I wasn't with it at first, at first, you know. And what I'm trying to get so, at, bro, is basically, was it the just because you sport something, it's because you sport something, it's because you, you know, act a certain way, it's because you are a certain way, you know, whatever. Is what matters is what are you doing for your people. Because they can be the dude dropping the end bomb all the time, but he's really putting that effort into the community for his raza, bro. As opposed to the one that says, nah, fuck the end, end word dropping and all that. Fuck that. I'm going to stay with my calo. I'm going to do this and do that. But that fool ain't doing shit, but just chill at home smoking weed. Now, who would you rather prefer to, to have in the community? Someone that's actually doing something positive and putting back to the community? And, you know, dropping the N-bomb here and there. Or someone that's saying, you know, keeping true to his culture and ain't doing shit for his culture. Nah, I'd rather have my homie supporting the community. Exactly. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I was all, you know, talking bad about, you know, you know, like Rasa saying, you know, and this and that. And at the end of the day, I came down to this conclusion that a lot of the times it's who you grew up with. And... You know, that's not the person's fault. That's just he's adapting to his surroundings. You know what I mean? Um, or you know, what I mean, I never dropped that, you know what I mean? That I that I ever want to. Yeah, it kept it crept up in my mind a few times. I did have some <laughs> black homies and shit. I grew up with black homies. Um, but I just never chose to do it. I just I just felt like I was stepping over boundaries and shit, you know what I mean? So you know, it, to each his own, but like I'm saying, like that's that's the kind of the picture I wanted to paint. You know what I mean? It, it it matters what is in here, what you're trying to put out to your people. You know what I mean? Nah, I guess you, bro. And it's it's crazy the way you said it. Because, like I told you, growing up, I didn't even have a second thought. It was like a natural instinct, just conversating with everybody. It mm. was just natural thing. We all live in the same hood. And it's your product of your environment. Mm-hmm. that's all it is your product of your environment and once you get sure. older is when you start realizing shit you know what i mean and you start educating yourself and you start realizing mm-hmm. like yo bro i'm bugging <laughs> but um all this is um and then on top of that bro a lot a lot of us are you know are interracial you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's another big topic right there too i don't care what nobody says we all mixing in we all becoming this big mix, you know. Mm-hmm. Like me personally, my kids are half black, half Mexican. Mm. You see, so 
how do I go about that with my kids? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's just one of those like, damn. Yeah, I think we kind of talked about that last, the last slide. I don't know if you caught that, how we were talking about interracial relationships. I know that Brown is is a little more, more on that, you know, uh, and he has his reasons, you know what I mean? But uh, I don't really care either. I mean, you know, and really because, like you said, I mean, we already are, you know, biracial or even triracial in some cases, you know, yeah, we, just, you're right. we, just, we just don't know the the old traditions, you know, I mean, we're Hispanic by culture. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the things that, that, you know, the language is Spanish, you know, the, the religion is, is comes from Europe, you know, uh, there's still obviously native, you know, traditions here and there for some people, if you're lucky enough to have that, you know, uh, like, for example, just me and my wife, I mean, my wife is, is, uh, we both took a DNA test and she, she looks lighter than me, but she, she's more native actually than me, you know, her, she's 50% native and like one, like 20% or 30% Spanish. And I'm the opposite, you know, I'm more, more European than, than the native, you know, you would think it was the opposite. Right. Yeah. But, but what's more, even more interesting about that is that she knows a lot more native stuff, like traditions that have been kept in her family that I, I don't practice myself. You know, like I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm like, you know, what the hell is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and that's because a lot of my family, you know, we, we come from Hacienda. So we lost that show a long time ago. I mean, way back in the day you know if they were there for hundreds of years and all i know is you know christianity and you know and and the stuff that they we're not to say that we shouldn't learn you know the other stuff but but the whole point though is that you know uh with the racial mixing whatever you create a new culture you know uh and you know it, at the end of the day it's up to you to to decide whether you want to teach them what you, what you know what you believe in you know and even if you do i mean to some extent and i brought this up so many different times too in the podcast how growing up in a predominantly Asian neighborhood, my daughter is going to have a totally different experience than I had. It's going to be around mainly Asian kids. So whatever she picks up is going to be from her peers. You know, I'm going to do whatever I can to teach her about my, my, my history in her, in her life, whatever her, her ancestors. And, but at the end of the day, she's going to choose what she's going to choose, you know, and I'm not going to be like, well, you can't do that. You know, cause I mean, that's going to be who she, who she is. You know, she's going to grow up or she grew up just like you. I mean, you grew up in New York. If you were growing up in the West coast, would have been a totally different dude, probably, right? Word, so, I would have been that different. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that 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 definitely plays a huge role as to how you're raised and whatnot. So yeah, it's yeah, just us three right here. We all come from different different parts, you know what I mean? And we're one one race at the end of the day, yep. but we all have three different life experiences. Mm-hmm. But in some way, somehow, we all still connected by by our background, you know what I mean? By our ancestors. It just that's the beauty of it, bro. That's the beauty of it. That we're we get to find each other from the other side of the nation, bro. We get to find each other and be like, you know what? What what was your experience? This 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 Latin experience for you, bro. What was this Latin ex- experience for you? And we get to like, you know, see the different shades of 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 of, of how life just paint that different experience for how you went through it how I went through it, how Flo went through it and trying to, you know, understand each other's backgrounds. And it's just beautiful, bro. Like I love, I love to hear all the different points of views of, of our people and um, why it turned out that way for that individual. And, and, you know what I mean? And this, the strive that you took to get to where you are today, you know, the hustle, the, 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 the ganas, bro, all that, bro. It, it, it all, it all comes down to it, you know, to our people. 
Nah, sure it does, man. It's an incredible thing at the end of the day, but it's um, it's just one of those things that is hard. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter mm. how many times we try to reach out and give the same message and we'll sound like a broken record that we all got to start playing United and start having each other <laughs> back and stop building a, a fence or a border or a muro, you know what I mean, between us. And it's funny because every time I used to go to the West and I say, what's up to the, to the like, housekeeping and stuff they look at me mad crazy like well, you saying hi to me I'm like yeah like what the hell like you cleaning my room b like you fixing up my food like and it's i guess it's different out here because everybody's so like on top of each other and shit and you know what i mean it's like cool whatever man it's like and sometimes even here like i would talk to the cleaning people in some of the buildings i used to work at and they would look at me crazy like oh you talking to me i'm like yeah why They'll feel mad because then they'll have other paisas who were in the building, who lived in the building and shit. And they add mass stank. But those are different. You know what I mean? That's that's that mm-hmm. income shit. You know what I mean? That's the city Mexican who live in the mountains and shit. And they start acting stank. Like, oh, no, you're saying mejor mm-hmm. que doing shit attitude. Mm-hmm. And and also just being lighter, you know, my being being the whole like lighter skin and when you're not yeah. orange and stuff and then they start looking at you like oh it's so we're so diverse at the end of the day you know what mm-hmm. i mean and it depends what part of mexico you're from too yeah the the, the what the 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 southern the uh the southern the more south you go to mexico the darker you get mm. Because that's where, you know, you get closer to, like, Guatemala, you get closer to Panama, you get closer to Belize and stuff. So, you know, that's the melting pot right there. And people was like, oh, there's no blacks. I'm like, yes, there is. Oh, I'm yeah. like, go closer to Belize. Go closer to, like, um Guatemala and over there towards um Panama. And even Mexico even has though, blacks, too. Mexico yeah. has pueblos yeah. that, that uh, yeah. have blacks, yeah. That's what I mean. And then you even have people who are, like, trying to, you know, push that thing out too like yo i'm black and i'm mexican growing mm-hmm. up there was a kid who told me he was mexican and he was but he was black and i was like nah be you not but why did i <laughs> then i not believe him because i was ignorant i was mm-hmm. in elementary school you got me mm-hmm. and as you get older you realize it's like okay <laughs> you tripping on him he's tripping on you and shit <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Or he's like, how you gonna tell me what I'm not? I'm like, nah. nah. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, nah. But it, <laughs> it just, it's just one of those things, and it's wild, dude. What else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just bugged out. Mm-hmm. It's like um that um cartoon on YouTube, uh, Hella Mexican. You ever seen it? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, shit. Uh, yeah. Hello, Mexicans. This little um cartoon about this little black girl growing up Mexican, but she was half, half black. Yeah, and That's she was it. black, like she was like black and stuff. And she talked about her life story and shit. It's a dope, oh, dope shit. little series. Yeah, bro. Mm. What's it on? On YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, she has a page on um Instagram too. Let me see if I can find her. Hello, Mexican. I think hella Mexico and black and Mexican. Let me see. Oh, because that yeah. word hella, bro, that, that should originate in the Bay Area. That hella oh, yeah, hella black. The heck of too. Right here, I'm going to play it. Yeah, I'm black. I'm still black. Hella black. Mexican. Ah, ah. 
I saw this uh this one video with this one one uh black woman and she was singing mariachi. Yeah. You know, she had she she was uh it was clean, you know, like like it was just dope, you know, to see that. I don't know if she was Mexican too or had some kind of Latino background, but you know, I saw you, that. Yeah. And then you have the Mexican rapper, you probably seen him. Uh who? Uh I think his his name is uh Negro Mexicano, I think. Oh, you gotta listen to King Choosy. King King Choosy. Choosy? It's a couple actually. There's another guy here, I think out here in LA too. It's King Nikos, I think something like that. Oh, Nick, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, he, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's half, he's half, he's a half uh, black and half Mexican. But it's funny because he, he grew up mainly with his mom, so he uh-huh. he sounds like Rasa, you know, would sound like on the yeah. street and shit. So it's interesting, interesting to see that how he when he talks, he sounds like you know. If you didn't see him, you would think he's, you know, just full on Rasa, whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, you know, interesting to see that too. Who you who you're born with, or, or sorry, who you grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, the other kid I'm talking about is um, El Moreno Mexicano. Okay. Yeah, but you see, just going back to like being mixed and how we mixing, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's crazy how sometimes when you're when you're actually black and Mexican, like the black in you takes more over the Mexican, which is wild, right? Mm. And then when you're Mexican, yeah. you're trying to hide it. Mm. Huh. See that shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I'm pretty sure my kids are probably gonna be on some real bice ass shit, and they're gonna be like, <laughs> 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 yeah. they're gonna be on some real bice ass shit, and be like, no, I'm a no file. I'm like, nah, be like, you're not. They probably gonna end up with a kid like me in school. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm like, no, you're not. Pay forward, right? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> interesting to look at it that way. Yeah. 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 And it's always like it always seems to be like that, bro. Like whatever you see, you look like you're not gonna take over that. You're gonna mm-hmm. embrace the other side more. Mm. Like I even have family who's like half Puerto Rican and half mm-hmm. Mexican, but they embrace their Mexican side way more, bro. Mm-hmm. Than the Puerto Rican side. Really? Yeah, bro. Like hard. Like hard. That's a trip, bro. Out here, out here, um, the Central Coast, bro. I remember being in high school, a lot of the Chicanos, bro, they would have that that East Coast, uh, you know, bomber jackets and, you know, just the, just that East Coast swag, bro. And and some of them would, like, would even say that they're like, you know, that they're a little bit Puerto Rican and shit like that. Because <laughs> the, the, the females were, were really, yeah. you know, they that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them would, would say that they're Puerto Rican. I was like, no, you're fucking not, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah we had something similar they used to call them pretty boys out here you know? oh yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah they used to wear the rock aware and you used to wear the yeah. air force ones you know basically dressed like a new yorker you know and it was mm-hmm. fucking hot as fuck out here and they were like, like yeah you said, the bomber jackets you know and so i remember that in high school uh and but they, they didn't they didn't identify with like you know with being puerto rican or whatnot but they definitely embraced that culture you know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. that was that was uh, that was only a few kids. Now, now a lot of kids are you know embracing that. You know, mm. 
the one that bugs me out in Yakos, bro, is that Edgar haircut, bro. <laughs> Edgar haircut, man. That's what's popping out mm. here right now. Yo, that is wild, bro. I remember growing up, bro. And all right, so out, out here we have the um, what is it called? Lemon tree or yeah, lemon tree. It used to be like a spot where you go like get ten dollar haircuts, right? And that was like they sit in the cut. It was that bowl cut, B. <laughs> so just thinking about that shit worth the bowl cut. <laughs> oh. And it's crazy because that's an indigenous cut, B. You, you ever seen those like per, people from Peru? Or, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. With the leaf like and stuff and that. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, bro. It's like, how you acting tough? Like, if somebody came up to me looking like him, bro, acting tough, yeah, I can't take him serious. I can't take you serious, yeah, bro. Same. With an anger <laughs> cut, bro, you're coming up to me like, yo, what's your beat? I'm like, bro, like, bro, what's your I, cut? You're like, right? You're right, bro. Like, <laughs> you're, you're right. like, you see the anger cut, you just want to pat him on his head, like, yo, my son, like, relax. Ay, qué bonito. I know, right? It's like, vas a la iglesia. Oh, wow. Perfect timing. <laughs> so, on, on the uh, since we left right, off, so on going Edgar back, haircuts, I just gave know? them a choice if they get an Edgar haircut or they going with the um, with the mullet. Brown said he's going with the Edgar. I'm not going to wear a haircut for sure. I mean, so you going with the mullet? Yeah, I mean, I'm almost there, you know. So you going well. with Aki Breaky Heart? There you go. <laughs> business in the front, party in the back. It was funny because when I had her forward, my my wife was like, "So you going for the Justin Bieber look or what?" You know, she was giving me a hard time because I had her forward like going like this for a while. So now it's getting too long. Just having a back, you know. Soon, soon you're gonna see me with the ponytail. You know, it's just gonna keep getting longer and longer and shit. And then hard. Brown's gonna be like, you're gonna have your little colita, you know. <laughs> he was yeah, I remember he was like, he was like, I remember those bottles, you know, back in the day that have the little colita. It's gonna be me, bro, in a few episodes, you know. <laughs> you're gonna have your man bun, bro. Yeah, bro, it's gonna go there, you know. But have, it's yeah. fun. I'm not gonna front. Having a man bun is pretty cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something with it, you know what I mean? Just you know. <laughs> but yo, damn, bro. Can't believe I forgot to hit that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, man. I know, right? Um, damn, we just killed Eggers and we didn't even get to hit it. <laughs> that's that's the sucky part, bro. It's like Edgar, Edgar, and then all of a sudden we didn't even catch all that. But let me see it. Hopefully, I could catch it from the Instagram video, and hopefully, I could get the audio from that shit. And that'll be mm. the first time I'll be editing something because I normally never edit. Okay. Just, yeah, I, I think go, that takes a minute. Yeah, that's how yeah, we I, usually do our episodes, you know? Yeah, so I, I just go straight. Them, I yeah. just record it, paste it. I'll play with the sound, make it sound nice, and then put it on the um post and let them distribute. But yo, oh, so you got it live on Instagram right now? Yeah, yeah. I have it live on Instagram right now. Oh, yeah, man. But um, what do you... How you guys felt like since you started this till now? How you feel like your podcast been going? How's your experience with this whole thing? Just to let people know if they wanted to get on it. Like my personal experience, like I said, it's been fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And thank you to everybody in the West for showing mad love and other places too. East, Midwest, 
up north, uh, Chicago and stuff. Thank you for showing my love. And how, how about you guys? How's it been for you? I'll go first, I guess. Um, the only difficult part for me is just setting time aside for it, you know, with family, mm. you know, uh, even though I only got one kid, she's a, a lot of energy, as you can hear in the back, you know, <laughs> she's usually I asked what I had, we had the podcast a little later, but um, that's honestly the only thing that's difficult. But as far as uh, everything else, I mean, sometimes the editing could take a couple hours. I mean, because what we usually do is, you know, when it came to all, all, all the episodes, I was in one of the, the research and then Brown did most of the the video stuff, the promoting stuff on Instagram, you know. Uh, so we, we we would break the 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 workload in half and and it worked out that way, you know, because I mean he's very, very like the whole the whole designer that's all him, bro. He designed that the Rasa Stand podcast. That's all his work. Every video that you see on the on the promos, you know, the that's all him, man. Like he's mad talented with that. So I think that's really helpful when it comes to promotion. Uh, you know, and originally when we started doing the, the episodes, it was just through Zoom and straight to, from there we would, you know, I would paste it, copy it with his videos, you know, with his little promo in the beginning uh, and then add some stuff at the end. And that would take like an hour and a half to put on YouTube. And then uh, the next day, what I would do is uh, go to YouTube, cut up the, some pieces, you know, just some like, I guess like uh, clickbait if you want to call it that and put it on 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 instagram just to get some more more promotion because i mean we understand that most people are not going to sit and watch two hours of whatever we're talking about you know so mm -hmm. i try to give them at least like you know little little snippets of it and that kind of helped out but what really helped us out uh recently is doing the the let's talk uh live version that's like a spin-off to to our seasons you know because we're going to have seasons and in between we're going to have you know uh well, we just talk to people, you know, like we, like you saw us last week, just having them on, and and because we want to hear from everybody else, we understand that that people have things to say, and sometimes they don't have the space to say it, or maybe uh, people around them don't really care about what they have to say. But when you jump on a live and you, you're given, you know, a couple of minutes to talk, and you're like, damn, like, you know, and and so far that seems to be really helpful because you know, as you saw, you you know, you hit us up before that, nobody was really hitting us up on our, you know, people that we know. So the whole goal is to, to get more people just to, to to get on there and just talk, you know. And we would like to have you as a guest, essentially, you know, on our on our on our podcast, just to see how you know how you your experience growing up in New York and being Mexican, you know. So, but yeah, man, that's that's my two cents. What about you, bro? I'm with it. Yeah, I mean, I want to know more about uh, you know a, a Chicano a Chicano's experience in the East Coast, bro. That's very interesting to me, bro. Like that's very very. Uh, actually, like my whole youth, like was spent thinking about how life would be in the East Coast as Chicano, bro. For real, like I was always like wanting to experience the East Coast, like as myself with my culture and and just seeing it with with those eyes. You know what I mean? As a West as a West Coast dude, you know. Uh, so <laughs> it's like, like, uh, do you talk about that like, your experience on your on your on your platform, bro? Uh, here and there, I've touched, like, yeah. you know, when people ask me and stuff, I, you know, not full detail, but, you know, like little bits and pieces, like, just like I did right now, but not, not in like, like you said, it's like, if you guys brought me on, it'd probably be easier. Cause then I don't have to mm. think about questions and they're mm -hmm. flowing out of ya. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, nah, <laughs> but, um, on my thoughts on the, on the whole thing, like it's been easy, bro, because like, you know, 
it's a good combination, bro. Like it's always with with, with respect, you know what I mean? So it's like we we kind of know we uh, we got to a place that we know what we are contributing to the platform. Like we know we're comfortable with it. Like you know, he does his thing, I do my thing, and like there's no complaints, bro. It's just like you know, let's get to it. Uh, like pretty much now, all we do is is just like ask each other, like okay, so what would be cool to 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 ask to add for a topic for this coming week? All right, all right, cool. That all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we could do we throw in little things each, you know, like each of us throw in little, you know, thoughts on it and things like that. And then we're like, we, we settle on a certain topic. We're like, okay, cool. Let me work on the on the cover for it. And uh we'll, we'll be ready by Friday and whatnot. You know what I mean? So it's like it gone to that point where there's not much um technicality that goes into it. Like we know already what we need to do. So it's like that's the that that's the beauty of it, bro. Once you get to that point, but like we're by far, you know, nowhere where we want to be as for with the platform. Like we're trying to release, we're thinking about releasing, well, we already got stickers. We're thinking about releasing, well, we got some shoes, some shoes that I'm promoting with the, with the Rasa um, logo on it. Uh, we're trying to release some clothes eventually. <clears throat> and we're just kind of like going, you know, trying to go one step further each time. Like, you know, with first season that we finished, uh, we came up with the stickers. Okay. You know, that's the first season stickers. Okay, after the sex, second season, maybe it's going to be finally the close. You know what I mean? And, you know, kind of take us one step further next time. Third season, what can we do next? You know, like kind of do a little, a new flavor to it each time. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. Yeah, because I saw you put up the sneakers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I saw your caption with your rock these and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then I, I tried to look on your link if you already had it up on your page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that thing, yeah, for that... uh. So I was trying new things, bro. And I was like, kind of thinking like this, like, when's the last time you've seen uh, uh, Rasa? Um, it doesn't have to be Rasa made, but like Rasa promoted gear. You know what I mean? On some, on some like designer type shit. You know what I mean? When have you seen that? You know, it's only, it's it's only, only usually some motherfucking, you know, places and shit. It's like, it's only you know one I mean? guy, only one guy that, that passed in my head. Yeah, who? Uh, P-Rod, Paul Rodriguez, the skateboarder. Oh. oh, he has his own line? Yeah, with Nike. Oh, uh, okay, okay, like, you know, okay. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, but, their but own it's line. Not, like, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, but it's not, like, like, he just came out with a pair of sneakers and stuff, but it's not, like, something, like, big, you get me? Yeah. But it got big because people don't even know who the hell he is, and that's the thing, mm-hmm. too. It's, like, they just collecting the sneaker because... They like the um. Oh, you mean the son what? or the father, the comedian? Or nah, the nah, his son. Oh, his son is a skateboarder. Yeah. yeah, skater. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's a pro skater and shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm saying like, like, I'm saying like, why do we need to jump on Nike to get our own to get our shit big? Like, why? Why is it that, bro? If we all contributed to 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 something, we would make that shit blow hard, bro. But no, Rasa's be, be fucking wearing uh, all these other brands where, I mean, there is clothing brands already, bro, that, that Rasa be fucking making and shit like, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's fucking Pura Cultura, there's a uh, Carnalismo clothing brand, there's, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, what is it, bro? A flow? Pocho Wear, Pocho Wear. Yeah, there's a bunch of brands, bro, that, that we should be, uh, you know what I mean? Kind of investing on to see to see prosper and shit like that. But we're, we're, you know what I mean? People be looking for the new Air Force Ones and shit like that. It's like, 
how is that gonna how is that gonna benefit the barrios you know Nah, I completely understand that. It's just me being on this platform, right? And me interacting with guests. Like, uh, I bought the T-shirt from the guys that I follow on uh, 88th Street, Lucha. Mm -hmm. They have a comic okay. book and they have a T-shirt. I was like, I'm a support. Mm. And I had this other dude, Castillo, who has like little mini videos and he talks about like narcos and bosses, the cartels mm -hmm. and stuff. And he came out with T-shirts and I bought two of his T-shirts. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's all support. You know what I mean? We got to support each other. And then that's how I stopped, like, buying certain things and stuff. I'm like, oh, let me start, you know, supporting the people I have on, on the show and stuff. Because at the end of the day, if we support each other, that's, you know, that's what it is. We got to keep the money. Like um, Louis said, we got to keep the money in the community. Mm -hmm. Even though indirectly, I'm not in the, your community, but we still community. At the end of the I mean, day, yeah, we, yeah. we got to look at each other as a community. Mm -hmm. Even though we two different cults, mm -hmm. as long as we support each other, it's still staying within Brown. You get me? Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah. And How do people out there in the East Coast be looking at the whole um, what's it called? Um, what's it called? The cartel situation. Well, it depends on who you ask. Some people embrace it. And some people say, "Oh, it's just Mexico being Mexico." Okay. <laughs> 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 But when you think about the cartel shit, it's crazy, bro. Like, what other yeah, country? Bro. What other country do you have where a cartel could tell the government, like, "Yo, you come after us for every one person you come and get us, we're killing two of your cops." And it's because it's like it's like one thing to be to be saying shit, but they actually back it up, bro. That's the scary part. Like a lot of people talk shit all fucking day, bro. Hey, I'm gonna get you when you fucking least expect them, bro. Years pass by. Where do you at, fool? Where you at? And it's like <laughs> these, these guys, these guys, when they say something, bro, oh, they'll yeah, fucking do it, bro. And, and and sooner than later, bro, believe that. Yeah, you can't even talk about certain of, some of them and stuff. Mm -hmm. You say something about some of them, they'll come get you. Next thing you know, you're wow. like, oh shit. Just look at the couple of YouTubers and Instagrammers who got caught up on that mm -hmm. shit trying oh, to yeah. pull in the I bluff. Mm -hmm. They're not here no more. And, it was and the thing is that some of those people, bro, they were ex-military. That's that, that's the scary part, bro. Yeah. So imagine the tactics they know. Fuck. Yeah, even the even the right now the war going on between all of them right now. All of them have military training. Uh huh. Yo, do you see the getup, bro? <laughs> do you see the getup they have? Yeah. Like people don't understand like they lay out right when they have the vest with the um with the cartridges and the um grenades and all that. That's not cheap shit. The layout, the 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 wear they're wearing is not cheap. Like you go online and try to look for that shit. Those um like um bulletproof vests and the mm -hmm. Cavalier they wearing those shits ain't cheap. None of that is cheap. They wearing the guns they have ain't cheap. And then where is it coming from? From here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Border. Yeah, that was a. I read an article. Uh, I think it was during the uh, Obama administration where yeah, they were that's selling. Furious. Yeah, they were selling mm -hmm. uh stuff. They were actually the government was actually telling uh you know gun shops close to the border to to sell them you know and and that's how they got all those weapons I mean because you know guns are illegal in Mexico right they're supposed to be legal but only the most powerful have guns and but yeah I mean even on that whole that whole uh you know cartel thing I mean it's definitely I think it's a two way street in the sense that the government does allow some of that stuff to happen right because they understand the power that the cartels have in, in regards to money. I think we have that here in a sense, but it's not so much 
uh, violent. It's more more corporations. Corporations mm -hmm. run the show in the states, but they also have you know limited power because you know uh, not to get too much off topic, but when we looked at the whole pandemic situation, how you know when things started to close down, the corporations didn't close down. Matter of fact, they stayed wide open. You know, they, they became more powerful. I mean, the WalMarts stayed open. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the Amazons are wide open. I mean, obviously, you know yeah. that 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 was huge for them. You know, so it, you know it is it, it makes you it just makes you wonder. You know, who really runs the show? You know, is it really government, right? And that's where you have to really look at policies. And also, uh, when you were talking about earlier, how you spend your money. You know, really. Uh, has a lot of saying how you participate in politics, you know, really has more and more of a saying because, you know, if you go and shop at your local store compared to going to Walmart, yeah, shit is cheaper or whatever, but, you know, you're not supporting that, that part. You're just supporting, you know, your neighborhood and keep it in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? And you know what else stayed open, bro? Legs. Can you imagine, bro, all the COVID babies, bro? That's going to be a shitload on me. Yep. <laughs> Yo, but just going on the, on the topic with, with the whole thing with Mexico and cartels, you need them. They need them. At the end of the day, Mexico needs them. No way to put it out. No way to hide it. They need them, bro. Mm -hmm. That's the economy. Exactly. And it's sad to say, but drug keeps Mexico alive. Mm. Yep. And then at the end of the day, we the biggest consumer on this. Yeah, side, you know I mean? yeah, that's why they don't make. That's why they don't. You know, make. Uh, that's why they don't decriminalize drugs because it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it uh, affects both countries. I mean, you know, they sell money goes over there. You know, peer people. It's it's supply and demand. I mean, you know, because if you were to decriminalize all these things, you know, the cartels will lose a lot of power. Now, I mean, they'll, they'll find something else to sell, but, but I mean, that that goes to show you that they really don't want to stop this. You know. Mm. So, yeah, just look at um cannabis. It's finally getting mm -hmm. legalized everywhere, but the federally, they don't mm -hmm. want to pass it. And then Mexico's about to pass it, not to make it legal. So I'm like, America has not, no other choice but to legalize it as well, because Canada is already legal. Mm -hmm. If Mexico does it, then where does it leave America? Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it it it, it brings income. You know what I mean? California yeah. sees a huge surplus in the tax. Colorado sees a huge surplus. Anywhere that is legal, and they doing it, they see a huge surplus when it comes down to the to the revenue. You know what I mean? There's a lot of revenue to be made. New York passed it because they saw Jersey had it, and then I think Connecticut passed it. So they were asked out. So they were between two borders. Like, all right, either we pass it or people are going to be driving down to Connecticut or going to be driving down mm -hmm. to Jersey to go get it. Mm -hmm. so it like, Let me ask you this, bro. I've always wondered this and I've never actually done the research for it. Um, when you make money out here in the States and you take it to Mexico, where does the dollar, the actual money from the U.S. go after Mexico? Are you talking about when you have a bank a bank over there or? or? Or just spend it out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just keeps rotating in Mexico. Or eventually does it end up back into, into the States? That is. How many, how many hundred thousands of dollars it probably is just being rotated in Mexico? Yeah, because a lot of some people do pay in dollars. And it's crazy. Yeah, they, they, quit, 
Yo, they quick. They'll take your dollars yeah. and shit, and they'll give you the change in pesos. And you're exactly. like, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then sometimes they'll give you the change in dollars, joints, bro. Right? Yeah, because when I went out there with the, to the strip joints, they were accepting, you know, U.S. dollars, bro. I bet. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm like, saying? Like, they got dollars. You know what I mean? So it's like, bro, <laughs> how does that work? Like, you know, as for as for our economy, where does that leave us when there's like all this money? out there i mean and that's just the least of it all this money in every fucking country you know what i mean all this u.s money and you know similarly in other countries damn that makes a great point you do make a great point right there damn i never thought about that yet because when you think about it other countries do have they use u.s currency as well like if you go to mm-hmm. San Domingo and you pay somebody in dollars they'll take it you go yeah. to Puerto Rico, it's a commonwealth so they take the dollar you go any to the u.s virgin islands they take the dollar I'm pretty sure you go to Jamaica, they take the damn dollar. Exactly. So it is true. It's like, where the hell does all that dollar go? Hmm. Do they that make more a, money over here to kind of replace what's missing from here? That's that weird, is, bro. It's yeah. a weird way to think about it. Yeah, because the only time that I do know they don't take the damn dollars when you go to Europe. Uh, they ain't okay. taking a damn dollar. It's like, all right, you better we're go exchange that shit. Yeah, you're like, you better go exchange that shit. You're going to be Ain't taking no dollars. Over here, we want pounds. Yeah, they want pounds. <laughs> Euros. Euros. Be like, be like, oh, I want a pound. Be like, oh, I got a brick. No, no, <laughs> not that, not that. <laughs> oh, man. I got, I got 1.5. You said a pound, right? A kilo. I got 1.5. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, have you gone mod? <laughs> Yo, but it's crazy. I never thought about that shit. Yo, you got me thinking now. I'm going to have to look it up. What does happen to the U.S. dollar when it's circulating in a country that doesn't have the U.S. as their currency, official currency, U.S. currency? Yeah. They have a peso. And there's a lot of countries, a lot of Caribbean countries, a lot of Spanish countries that take the dollar. As That's the power of weed, bro. I guess you're thinking this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo, yo, that's crazy. I never thought about it. Yo, you got my mind blown right now, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do whole, whole research on that now, you know, see where it ends up. Damn, where the hell? All right. <laughs> episode on that, you know? He what just all right night and shit. Throwing all night or Tecato style and shit. You just opened the rabbit hole for that one. That that oh, one is yeah. bugged out, B. Gonna go on YouTube after this, you know? Yo. <laughs> on top of all that, imagine all the all the dollars that are currently running through like cartels. Or oh, like yeah. yeah, when you put that like money being run through the cartel, and then also like Colombia, all the money that <clears throat> um what's his name? Escobar. Mm. And they talk about he has millions in the in the in yeah, yeah. What does the U.S. do when there's like all these millions just I don't you know I don't know we're just fucking missing from from the circulation of the U.S. Like what the fuck like because it is I'm back. Sure there's someone under- in Congress, you know, there's someone up there, you know, doing the numbers and shit. Well, this week uh, we missed like a million dollars. <laughs> what, what happened to it? <laughs> like there's someone up there, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, Thinking about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, man, because at the end of the day, we do print more money and that does devalue our dollar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it is going that route. And look at El, El Salvador just passed. They the first country to take Bitcoin. Mm. Shit. 
And yes, currency. They're the first country, official official country to take Bitcoin as official <clears throat> currency. As currency. I need to invest in that shit, bro. I need to look into investing in that shit, man. I hear a lot of things about that. I've been pussy for MB. Everybody yeah. been telling me that shit. Boy, that shit drop, right? Really badly. Yeah, oh, recently. did it? Yeah, that shit went down. Did it recently? Oh, shit. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, I'm, it, I'm, it didn't I drop a like, lot. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be going up and down. I mean, but I have mixed feelings about it. I don't, I don't really know how to feel about it because, you know, I know there's a whole push to decentralize money and shit. You know, mm. that's the whole purpose of it. But then again, you know, with the way things are going with shutdowns and lockdowns, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but I feel like some of these are going to be used to to limit your your purchasing power, right? So, because mm. everybody has their own coin now, you know, there's Dogecoin, whatever you call it, there's all these other, other things oh, yeah. that people are using. So we should uh, make one of my coin. Yeah, right. That's, that's a that coin. coin, right? Yeah, that's, that's a, a coin. coin. Oh, that's a good one, bro. Yeah. That's a coin, bro. There you go. Here's another neighbors. one, bro. Yeah. Here's another one. Could it? Could we get to a certain uh, certain spot in the future where every culture that decides to do their own currency or kind of like stem away from what we know as the U.S. Uh, because at one point, bro, I don't know if you remember. Um, in the West Coast, in California, they were thinking about splitting up California, bro, into all these different sections and having it basically govern differently. Like, you know what I mean? Having different, you know, having a, a, a fucking a, a mayor in every single or, or, or a different fucking, you know, basically a different state, dividing it into different states. And yeah. That's it. That shit. I mean, if, if they were considering and they're still in talks about that, if they were considering that, could one day we be like a, a race, a, you know, every race basically for themselves where we are going to come up with our own currency at one point? Dang. Well, think about it like this. Texas still wants to, you know, be their own, they be their own country. Mm. They're looking forward to that. That will be crazy, though, if Texas does leave. At the end of the day, Texas is one of them states that I still say to the day. That's America, bro. If you want to see what America was really supposed to be, it's Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas is the prime example of a real America. Is a conservative, but at the same mm-hmm. time, somewhat liberal and stuff. But that carry and that carry conceal shit is a big one. You know what I mean? Taxes, mm-hmm. no taxes either. And look at the whole thing, the whole migration out of um California is crazy. Even New York is seeing a big migration out too, bro. Dang, for real? Yeah, bro. New York, a lot of people moving out. Like a lot of people are moving either upstate or they're moving out of this out of New York and in, in general. Dang. Yeah. Cause the pandemic, you know what I mean? It, it opened up a lot of people's eyes that living on top of each other is not, not <laughs> it. That's what it What's is. What's the minimum out there, bro? The minimum wage. 15. Oh, it's 15? Yeah. Man, for the big city, 15? Yeah. It's way more expensive out there. The though. Big Apple? Dang. Yeah. What the fuck? All right. So let's see how much. All right. We're about to go on a break in a bit, but I'll let y'all know. Um, How much is... uh? It's going to be the same. 99 cents probably for like a cheeseburger and shit. McDonald's is the same shit. A gallon... But I'm of, saying the cost of living, though. The cost of living out there is all right. ridiculous right here. How much is... uh? Oh, yeah, a two bedroom out there. Depends. I think. Uh, yeah, it depends on location. 
Yeah, what about, what is it where you live at right now? Uh, All right, so around here, two-bedroom probably run you like 2500 oh, Okay. What about you, Brown? And that's in the hood. Oh, in the hood, hood? Okay, in the hood. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. Because, like, the city is, like, all right, like, nice and shit. That shit, like, fuck, three, four, three, four grand a month, bro. Like, nah, um, the hood. Uh, Wait, rent or, or rent. mortgage? Rent. rent. Okay. Studio is about 1200 Two-bedroom would be about, yeah, 2100 It's about huh. the same shit. Damn, but... Yeah. Yeah, out okay. here, there's some spots that are. It depends on the neighborhood. You can go from eighteen hundred to, to like twenty one hundred. You know, definitely cheaper than New York, though. Damn. Yeah. Gas is more expensive, I know, out there than here. Right now, it's four sixty out here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm complaining about four fifty five or four fifty nine. I mean, three fifty nine. See over there, over there, like they embrace the whole commuting by foot shit. Like over here. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's fucking it, horrible. It ain't that easy, bro. It ain't that easy doing the whole commute by have, ever, have any of you ever taken the train out here in LA? Nah, I never took out. I'll never take that shit. It's fucking horrible, man. Like it's only like three, four, three or four like lines, man. And they they don't, you know, they're always being worked on and it's just bad, man. Uh, My homie works in the train train in the train station, bro. That's right, and he, that's uh, right. He's always Silver, saying, right? like, he always Kicking out the fucking um the homeless and shit. Yeah, they sleep on the like, fucking tracks, man. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Yeah, they sleep on the tracks where they sleep on the on the station or inside yeah. inside the carts. You know, I mean the, the train carts, whatever. Oh, the same yeah. thing here, bro. Yeah, yeah. Damn homeless people all around and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah, they all sleeping everywhere, pissing everywhere, taking shits everywhere. And mind you, our system is bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it connects you to all yeah, all five boroughs. Mm. So imagine not here. Shit, bro. Not here. It's funny because all the other rich neighborhoods don't have any any trains. They only pass through the through the hoods. You know the 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 trains. If you go to Beverly Hills or other areas, they don't even have freeways. They don't. Yeah, let them. I, I heard I heard about yeah. that. I heard they were trying to make a train station that would connect the hood to up there. To the rich the, area and the rich. The only one that that kind of did was, uh, I think it's called the Expo Line. It's it goes from uh, starts in South Central or actually no, it's not in downtown. Kind of close to downtown and then goes through all the way to Santa Monica. But they were giving them a hard time for that one because that one actually leaves leaves you at the beach, but he had to go through Cobra City, you know, which is kind of nice, I guess. Oh, okay. You know, so but they were like, yeah, after a while, they're like, no, nah, we don't want it, we don't want it. But I mean, they ended up passing it. But that's the only one that kind of cuts the you see the difference, you know, in, in contrast in neighborhoods, but that's pretty much it. Damn. Yeah. But they say they that everything was made, the freeway, highways and all that is made a way to, you know, to keep everybody segregated and shit, depending where huh. you're from. Yeah. You'd be in New York, the same layout. Yeah. They have like yeah. certain ways that, you know, you would never pass certain communities and shit if you don't have to. Yeah. Right here, Bull Heights has uh, three freeways. It has the uh, 710 freeway, the five and the 60, all you know, in the same. Well, I know actually, actually, the 10 as well, so it's four in the same little neighborhood, you know. So, I mean, everybody's you know, all the kids growing up in that area are just growing up with all kinds of respiratory problems, you know. So, I'm like, I grew up next to a freeway, you know, when I was a kid, literally, like the freeway was like down, it was a dead end street, so you know, and now I'm still kind of close to one, but 
Yeah, that, that's definitely the case. You know, you had homes that were destroyed because of the freeways. They had to build them. And you had no choice. You had, you had, they had a, if you didn't own the house, they kicked you out. If you did, then they, you had to sell it, even if you don't want to. So. Yo, King, what is the, the first thing that comes to mind when you think about the West Coast? Raza. That's the first. Really? Yeah, Mexicans. First huh. thing. You say West Coast is the first thing that comes to my head. And I think a lot of people in the East have said first shit that will come up. That and Hollywood. <laughs> oh, shit. How about yeah? The East Coast, man. The first thing I think about the East Coast is how how much um for some reason like skyscrapers bro the how big it is like how everything just the buildings and like luxury i think luxury for some reason i think about the new york accent man i mean that's what i think about you know oh yeah <laughs> so how are you talking bro i mean that's first thing that comes to mind you know like it's that's new york it's funny because i have a co-worker who's Dominican and she's uh I don't know exactly where from New York but yeah. you know I asked her I was like how come you don't sound like a New Yorker one day one day she was like what do you mean I was like you know the typical New York accent she's like well I didn't grow up in that area so it, it depends on where you grow up you know mm. so, yeah, New York is huge bro yeah huge mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah man so with that said we're gonna leave it at that right now and till the next one bro mm. Anything you want to say? Anything, you know, y'all want to promote? Anything y'all got coming up? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have another live coming up this Friday. Uh, it's about policing. We kind of already talked about mm -hmm. it here, but, you know, we're going to leave it open to, you know, the question is, should we, you know, retrain police, defund police, or abolish police? And we'll just see how many different responses. I have a funny feeling we're going to get a lot of defund and a lot of abolish. You know, <laughs> a lot of our followers are pretty radical, so, uh, you know, but... Uh, you know, I actually invite those kind of people to come on because, like, you know, me and Brian have talked about, we want people who disagree with us to come on because mm -hmm. we want to have a discourse, you know, that's that's respectful. And so far, every one that we had has been. So go ahead, Brian. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, man. Uh, so I just want to uh, promote the, the podcast, you know, Brasa uh, Stand, and I uh, want to basically just, you know, invite invite people that are interested in having, like, good platicas, the respectful you know, even though, like, like Flo said, if we don't see eye to eye to it, you know, but it's like, I like looking at it both sides. So even though you might catch me saying something, uh, believe me, I'll come back and say just the opposite and paint you the picture opposite of, 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 of even how Whitey looks at us. You know what I mean? I might just throw that at you, you know, and just for you to get angry and really get invested in this conversation. You know what I mean? Because uh, I love the passion, bro. I, I love it when people get passionate about, about the topic with Raza because you know, people get passionate about talking about, you know, black people's issues. It's like, but what about your people? Like, aren't you passionate about your people? You know what I mean? So it's like, that's kind of what I, what I want to like put out there and be like, you know what? Well, you know, here's this. Does that make you mad? Does that make you mad enough to talk about it? All right, <laughs> let's get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, so with that, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about bringing back the, because um, I have another podcast, a hip hop spot. I'm thinking about bringing that back and, and just talking about the whole cartel situation. There's a dude that I'm, I've been I've been I've been chopping it up with uh, talking to and um seeing if he's uh, available to come on the live on the on my podcast um he goes by OG Shadow he uh, I, now um 
So this is a dude named OG Shadow. He has a channel on YouTube that <clears throat> he talks about his experience in the cartels. And then now um, that he kind of stemmed away from that, he talks about different things that he's seen and heard and, you know what I mean? You know, things that he's experienced and stuff like that. And um, kind of like to bring awareness to the horrible situation that's going on out there in Mexico, you know? So I want to have him on and have that good conversation about, you know what I mean? What, if he sees any, any change in the near future about, you know, with cartels and how some pueblos actually stood up to the cartels and basically it went all bad for them and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I want to have the conversation with people like that, you know? So I wanna, that's what I want to bring that podcast back. <clears throat> and uh, as for my music, actually me and Flo, uh, we're considering, we're going to be working on the, on the, on the theme song for, <clears throat> for the Raza Stand podcast. We're going to be working on that soon. So we're going to release that, uh, We'll be sure to promote that on on, um, on IG for people that want to listen to it and um, check it out. We're gonna have we're gonna have it on Spotify and on all those good platforms. Um, as for one more thing, uh, as an artist, I'm gonna be uh, working on the music video uh, the 26th of this month, June, and it's called Kings. Uh, we're gonna be working on that and um, hopefully releasing it in uh, sometime in July. It's gonna be a very very inspirational um, song and video. Uh, for for our youth, for the raza, and uh, it's gonna basically have the message that we are kings, and we have to have that that power fist in the air and just not let nothing you know bring us down. Um, but uh, I'm trying to bring that um that uh kind of like that good message that we used to have back in the '90s, you know, with the whole you know within hip hop, like that changed you know big time. And I want to bring that back, and I want to kind of uh, encourage others to do that too, you know, and um, support the ones that are you know, really putting that good message within hip hop because hip hop is a big influence, bro. For, for Raza, you know what I mean? Uh, like I'll talk about, you know, Raza, like for Raza, you know, like hip hop is a big time influence. And um, as much as we can put that good message out there in music, you know, that that's, that's going to do wonders for us, bro, because uh, it starts in the mind. And a lot of us, you know what I mean? Like I walk around with headphones all the time, bro, listening to podcasts, listening to music. And if all that shit is brewing in the head and if you're listening to a bunch of fucking shit, all day, just shit, you know what I mean? Be people talking about this and that, drug, pill, pop this pill, drink that, you know, all this, bro. You, you Listening to that all fucking day, eventually you're going to want to try that shit. So right. I'm talking about as a youngster. As a youngster, bro, you're listening to that and you're, 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 you're easily influenced. And if, you know, and if, and if we can influence the youngsters and have them wear their, you know, have their, their headphones on all day, listening to good, positive shit, eventually they're going to stand up and, and do something for us, you know what I mean? So that's, pretty much where, where we're trying what we're trying to do for that you know but um yeah man nah, i appreciate it so that's cool and um <clears throat> so just just to backtrack a little bit you're gonna start doing your old podcast you said again yeah the hip-hop spot podcast is that the one you was talking about writer block and all that, that oh you... no that's another one that's my hint that can write that's my what? hint that can write i also took a break yeah. from that one but that's the secret man podcast <laughs> Cause the all thing right, with right. that, bro, is that I wanted to talk to authors, bro. Cause I'm trying to write myself, you know, I'm trying to write some stories and shit, but I was trying to, I was like, I don't know no authors. I don't know no one that, you know, likes writing and shit. I talked to my homies about writing. They were like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know what I mean? I don't want to look ridiculous and shit. So I want to talk to like-minded people and shit. You know what I mean? So, um, so I started that. I was like, well, the way to talk to, you know, people that are in the mix of that than to actually interview them. So I was like, cool. That's the same way that I started the hip hop spot. I was like, you know, how can I talk to, how can I, how can I approach producers, approach fucking uh, um, record label, you know, owners, 
you know, as, a, as an artist to ask questions. You're going to be like, I don't got time for you, fool. You know, like, but as an interview, I can ask all oh, they're fucking like, you know, they feel they feel welcome doing that, you know? Like, so that's like kind of the reason why I started all that. And, and also, we know where Rasa stand. What other way to to talk about issues that really hit close to home than to actually have a platform where we can discuss it and really get down to, you know? Completely agree both. on that. Yeah, man. At the end of the day, what you two are doing is an incredible thing because you are basically touching on topics that a lot of people don't want to touch on mm. and don't want to give their quite real opinion on it. You know what I mean? Even if people backlash on y'all and tell y'all, oh, y'all sellouts and shit, y'all don't give a damn because at the end of the day, it's an opinion. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It is. It doesn't matter. You got to speak the truth. You know what I mean? Sometimes the truth hurts. You got to let people know. Yeah. And and, and that's one of the things that I told Bram when we first started doing this. I was like, look, man, I know that a lot of the stuff we're going to say is going to be not popular and people are not going to like what we're going to say. But so, you know, are you down with it? And he was like, yeah, man, let's do it. You know, that's why I really respect working with Brown because not only does he, you know, is he game for everything we do, you know, he's, uh, his dedication to to the podcast is is unparalleled. I mean, I couldn't ask anybody else to work with me because, I mean, I, I see what he, was, what, he was, what he was doing. I saw the passion, you know. Mind you, I've only met this guy one time in my life. You know, it's not like we go back and we're, you know, we're tight, you know, like, I mean, like I met him through, through, through the podcast of his, you know, and you know people who don't know that i mean you you would think that we were homies and this is like way back in the day you know but just goes to show you that when you have passion for something you know that mm -hmm. you could really work on stuff together so i really respect this grind you know and that's why when it comes to our artistic stuff you know i don't really collaborate with people but when i do it's because i know that there's somebody that you know that I can really work with and as far as you go you know king you know what i mean like, i respect what you're doing too you know just bringing this on like i said earlier and and giving us the the you know the, the platform to talk about what we do real real cool conversation you know it was uh you know as we say i hear real firme you know what i mean uh mm -hmm. but yeah man you 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 keep doing what you're doing i mean i would love to come back one day and do it again or just you know yeah. you, you to come art to our podcast and talk yeah. more about your stuff you know and, and how, how you got started with podcasting whatever you want to talk about you know anything i'm we with pretty it. much leave it up to you guys because uh we want people to talk about like i said their experiences and that's what we have the platform for to put it out there and not worry about cancel culture and not worry about, you know, is it popular and not worry about if, uh, you know, I'm not going to be seen as whatever at this point, I don't care anymore. I mean, I'm you, deep in it, you know, so I'm sure, man. Appreciate it. fuck all that cancel shit. What the hell you think? I'm going to say <laughs> what right. I want to say. You know what I mean? That's what we need. Yeah, we need yeah. more people saying what the fuck we want to say. That's mm -hmm. right. That whole feeling shit, that's what happens when you become a vegan and start eating all that damn soy. <laughs> all right, so one more thing. Somebody sure. asked, bro. Yeah, yeah. Favorite soccer team? Favorite soccer team? Yeah. That's like asking me my, my favorite religion. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but on the real though, like I see sports as a religion, bro. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. It, it is. is a religion, bro, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, favorite soccer one? team, I mean... By default, Mexico. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Good answer. <laughs> you're about to get. You're about to get jumped, bro. You're about to get canceled for that. You know. <laughs> Brazil, homie. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. it, bro. Uh, you know. You know what? Uh, I only like soccer when it, when it's World Cup season. You know, and I usually cheer for Mexico too. But you know, as a, as a U.S. citizen, and probably I'm, I'm gonna get shit for this. I also go for U.S. too. You know what I mean? So. 
Dude. So I rock with both. Well, well, the U.S. did just beat fucking Mexico. I know. Yeah, yeah, I saw that oh, shit. Did they? Oh, yeah, damn, they just beat their ass on penalties. I mean, but the fans—I don't know if you saw what the fans were doing with the, yeah. the bottles—and they popped one of the soccer, one of the Mexican players too on the head. Yeah, you know? all the fucking time, bro. Every oh. time they have that shit happens, bro, they always pop a fucking player. It's like, yo, bro, you're hitting, you hitting us. Exactly. You always fucking hit. And us. they wonder why they're losing. They're fucking causing brain damage and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we ended up being on the news for being homophobic and shit because you know oh, how we always say on, uh, what is yeah. it say puto yeah. oh yeah yeah puto yeah. Oh, go, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and they want to stop us from doing that shit that's part of the whole nah, shit I guess that's part of the culture bro yeah that's, that's what I thought about that whole shit like people don't understand yeah. and that puto players. that burro yep it's, it's part I heard, of I heard, yeah I heard in the European leagues they do much worse they like Especially towards the black players, like the they like throw like bananas at the black players. What? I heard about yeah, so they're way worse, you know, in in, in European leagues. I mean, that's I mean? The, I mean that's coming from a place that they call cigars fags, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, what else would you expect from a place like that, bro? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now I remember, yo, it was a dope talk. I had mad fun. And yeah, back to the next one. I can't believe we probably killed mm. what two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Shit was fun. Man. Quick, man. Likewise, likewise. For all, all right. the viewers, man. Hey, appreciate uh, you guys rocking with us, man. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, catch catch that good talk with uh Rasastan. And uh, mm-hmm. I won't just say Rasastan because it's there's plenty of our people's platforms out there, you know what I mean? Check yeah. out all the you know, go on go on Spotify, you know, search up. Rasa, right. you know, just put Rasas. A lot of shit will come mm-hmm. up. Put Latino. A lot of shit will come up. Put Mexican American. A lot of shit will come up. Put Chicano as a search in the, you know, Chicano podcast. And a lot of shit will come up. So you know, do that because that's what, that's the way I find a lot of them. Like this, this one that I've been listening to a lot. Uh, it's called Charro Azteca podcast. Mm-hmm. Check that one out. They talk a lot about real estate. You know, what I mean, good shit. Nice. I'm gonna check them out for sure, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank All you. All right, man. Thank you.